This March, downtown is turning into tournament town. Downtown Greensboro is celebrating the ACC tournament with free events like March 12th's Watch Party outside the new Tanger Center and the Downtown Festival on March 14th. If you're a basketball fan, you'll find fun in downtown Greensboro. Visit downtowngreensboro.org for more information. So excited. Um, this is Jim. We get free beer, right? I, I mean, I think we get free beer. Okay, good. We'll pay for it if we need to. Well, Honey, you, you bring money? the beer for us. you bring money? We I, brought money at the table. <laughs> I have Girl Scout cookies. We're so. writers. We're writers. We so we have we no money. Paid. We have yeah, no money. We're writers. Yeah, write drunk, edit sober. Isn't that what Hemingway said? Um, so this is Jim. <laughs> I'm Annie. We're here with a whole slew of awesome other people. Nancy, our delightful editor, Nancy Oakley, is here Hello. with us. Billy Ingram, TV Billy here. Hey, hey, hey. Um, and Jim Schlosser has joined us today. Greensboro's famous son, Jim Schlosser, is with Mr. us. Mr. History, and let me just add, the first person who signed on when I went uh, seeking great writers and insightful people. Jim was the very, he was my mentor when I was a rookie at the News and Record. I went and saw, saw my old mentor and he agreed to come to the magazine and he gave us tremendous credibility and uh, we've gone down ever since he left. And Poor Jim has had to know our Jim for way too long. Hi Jim, hey. thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Um, we, uh, we're talking Page High School today. I separated you because we want. Oh, Billy's even got his uh, his pirate shirt on. Oh, yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Just represent, right? I went to the 45th reunion uh, just a few months ago. You're got this nifty T-shirt. I know. You're not supposed to know how old I am. But how many? How much they look like they used? <laughs> Nobody for looked every like. young Billy. <laughs> Billy looks, looks exactly. Yeah, like I can't think Billy looks exactly like. Exactly. He probably same. had that goatee when he was about four years old. Too. Yeah, but that yeah, jacket. It took me to too. 40 to be able to grow it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason we're talking, we, um, if you pick up the latest copy of O. Henry, Which the, we hope you, do. you darn well better. Um, Jim, I'm going to leave this copy for you just Thank in you. case you personally haven't seen it. But we have two stories on Paige and Paige's namesake. Walter Hines. Walter Hines Paige. So, Nancy, why don't you tell us a little bit about that history lesson we get in the feature story? The history lesson, I don't know if I can remember it uh, too terribly well. So, we actually picked up a story by Pine Straw's um, resident historical writer, historian writer, Bill Case. Um, who wrote about Walter Hines Page, who was the uh, ambassador to Great Britain for Woodrow Wilson, and they, the two have been very close friends. Um, Page was a native of Cary and had a career in journalism for a while, but he was also a huge advocate of educational reform. Remember, this was 1870s, 1880s when he was coming of age, so the South was still largely um, 
coming back from the Reconstruction period, education was way down on the list. <laughs> he was particularly interested in uh, education for women and gave us a speech at the what was then the normal school, then WCUNC Women's College, and then now UNCG about the uh, value of public education for the state, how it you know gave dividends, it was a good investment, and particularly for women. Um, to quote Charles Duncan McKeever, as my mother, an alumnus of WC, always did, when you educate a woman, you educate a family. It was, when you educate a man, you educate an individual. When you educate a woman, you educate a family. So he was a big proponent of educational reform. Anyway, long story short, he goes on to uh, the ambassadorship of um, Great Britain and is a big advocate for our entering the war noticing just the ardent militarism of Germany and Woodrow Wilson was trying to stay out of war so that caused a bit of a rift between the two until ultimately um, we had no choice and one thing I learned in this story I didn't know is you know Germany was proposing an alliance with Mexico in which they would come in and invade and, and retake wow. Texas, Texas and New Mexico and Arizona and California and that was kind of the final straw wow. that and the Lusitania sinking so we, we picked this up, and, and I just kept asking, well, he's a guy from Cary. Yeah, he's big on education, but other than this speech to the normal school in 1897, what is his connection to Greensboro, and why was Page High School named for him? And I went through all the clip files at the library. I looked at everything and couldn't find anything. I, I think it was one of those kind of things, like naming your school after John F. Kennedy, even though he'd never been to the town. You know, it's just... But this was 1958? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and he was a... He was a pretty well-known figure from his literary days. At the, mm -hmm. the, the that was the uh, he he uh, and he was well-known down in Aberdeen. He had a family home down there. Right. And uh, in fact, uh, his family is the family that sold the land that the Pinehurst Resort is built on. Oh, wow. And oh. when the man who made the deal, when when uh, uh, old man Tufts Tufts. came down from. Uh, in like 1890 to, to look at the land, he heard that there were all these these pine trees that had what they called uh, it was it was a, it was a mythical element in the air that would cleanse your lungs. And so all these do-gooders from Boston heard it who were having asthma. And they heard about it. And is good for you. Yeah, yeah. They, they call it the ozone. They call it the magical ozone. So, I mean, you can, it's really great. I wrote, My allergist put, did not fall for this. No, no, no. Well, a lot of people did. I put it in the in the in my book about the, the the ozone, and they came on Pinehurst, and they so they would they truck down here. They actually built a rail over from from uh, you know sort of from Sanford to Southern Pines, and and uh, and old man Toss comes down with his ailing sinuses, and he sees this gets driven in a carriage from Southern Pines, which by the way was the first town in the state to have and one of the first in the country to have residential lots sold. To Yankees, so it was the first we started scalping Yankees early, you know, and that's why the horse people all moved down there. So Kerry and wasn't the first no, containment area. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it really wasn't. But at least these were rich Yankees. So they, yeah. they, anyway, he gets down, he gets a carriage, right? He rides over and he sees this moonscape where they had cut all of the longleaf pines off the land and just, you know, they, they took the lumber usually to make mass pines and get the tar out of them with the sap, and they just left them. It was a moonscape. And so I think he bought the Tufts bought six six thousand acres, maybe something like like that, and uh, wanted to, to create his resort. And it was 
it was uh, Mr. Page's people who sold it to him, and they joked that this Yankee, they had shucked another Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jim Schlosser, did you tell us that Page knew O'Henry? Yes. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, I didn't know this until I uh, worked for the paper. I went to Page a year at Open, and I don't know how they, why they named the school for, for Page. Uh, Should have named it for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Walter Hines Page was a pallbearer at O'Henry's funeral. That's amazing. Uh, Page, at the time, this was 1910, Page was then part owner of Doubleday Page Publishing yes. Company in New York, and they published O'Henry's stories. They also uh, Re rejected some stories that O'Henry wrote <laughs> because O'Henry himself said that uh, Walter Page, let me see if I get this right, Walter Page could write a rejection letter so neatly that you could take it to the bank and get money with it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, We've all received enough of those, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Probably not that well written. And they also had a uh, common friend, uh, C. Alonzo Smith, who was a great educator taught at the University of North Carolina uh, at the Naval Academy and the University of Virginia was an English professor that he grew up in Greensboro with O'Hill Smith did and uh, uh, and in 1916 uh, right, I think it was 1916 right before Page died uh, Page's uh, World's Work magazine which was part of the Doubleday Page mm -hmm. published O'Henry first O'Henry uh, biography. As Smith later wrote a book, a biography of Smith. So uh, they were close. Uh, they knew each other. And uh, it, was, it was Page that wrote something that, where we find out, found out this irony in uh, O'Henry's funeral, that they, they funeral was booked at, at the little church around the corner in New York that was booked at the same time as a wedding. And they both, <laughs> both collided with each other. And Paige wrote about that. Oh so my uh, so there was a connection. Uh, and I, wonder, I was wondering recently, maybe maybe they wanted to name the school for Alonzo Smith. He's worthy of being named for a school. But in 1958, Ben L. Smith High School was on the books. It hadn't been uh, built yet. Uh, and uh, it was built in open 62, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so... Maybe they just chose his friend. I don't know. Because it really was unusual even then, or even now, for a school in Greensboro to be named for somebody that had no local connection. There are a few exceptions. Eugene Brooks, I don't think, lived in Greensboro. And Archibald, Archibald Murphy, I don't think, lived in Greensboro. But you look at everybody else, they had Greensboro ties. Isn't there a, a roadside marker to, to Alonzo? Lorenzo? I mean, uh, Alonzo Smith. I'm not sure. I think I, saw, sure. I think I saw one near Green, Green Hill. There's a marker. Maybe he's buried there. Yeah. Yeah. He is, yeah. He was a well-known educator, and he's deserving of having a school name for him. But he's been—he's not going to have one because there's already a Smith. I think they should have named it after the old rebel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was pretty popular. He was popular. Yeah. Exactly. You're calling yourself the Pirates. Well, do you all, as Paige Hyatt moms, feel that that the school's reputation lived up to Walter Hines' vision? <coughs> she says, alumnus of Grimsley. Well, you know, we're, Just we're purple whirlwinds. I mean, that, that's easily understandable. Yeah. Ah, the hurricane yes. of 38, right? <laughs> Let me tell you a little story about the Page Pirates. Uh, I was at ACOC, <coughs> and uh, they asked the ACOC and 
proximity was the other feeder school. You know, to come up with colors for the school, red and white, we chose. And, uh, and uh, we even chose the, the nickname of the, I mean, the name of the school magazine, uh, newspaper, pages by page. But for, for the mascot, and this is sort of embarrassing. This, remember, this was Jim Crow era. And uh, but we chose as a nickname Panthers without forgetting that there was already a high school in Greensboro with the name Panther nickname, uh, Dudley. So, uh, and they actually ordered gear with the P on it and the Panthers. Wow. And I'm told that some of it still exists. Wow. But anyway, we had to make, they had to drop everything. Somebody, school, the administration called and said, wait a minute, there's already a Panther school in Greensboro. And we wanted alliteration, page Panthers. Yeah. And so we had to come up with another name with the P because they'd order stuff with the P on it. Uh. And so it made sense. I think you had your story. We were in between two lakes, Buffalo Lake and the Proximity Reservoir. Which is now where uh, the, that housing is on. Yeah, so you're saying that they yeah. just came along the first P, they came on. Well, they pirates. I think we discussed So we chose the pirates, and it's a good nickname. I think it's been a good one. The whirly gigs get come back hey. here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you guys have a whirlwind to stand on. Oh, that's it. Well, you're just so neutral. I am. Except you're not seeming neutral. You know, it was purple whirlwinds up purple until 52. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Oldest yeah, yeah. Smallwood said yeah. it was still purple whirlwinds yeah. when he was there. Yeah. My dad was uh, graduated at yeah. Greensboro High, and yeah. he played on the football team in like 1931, 32, somewhere in there. So, uh, and he, they went to the state championship, and they were the, they were the world, purple whirlwinds. Probably the last time they and did. And you know why they got the name purple? <laughs> now, someone told me this is... The, they were originally navy blue, and the first time they washed the uniforms, they wore they bleached out of the game. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that's and funny. That's why they changed the blue and white because purple was so hard to yeah, wash. Yeah. So a lack of your ability to do laundry leads it's to. It's carried. I took that tradition off to college. You know, where I just yeah. threw everything in a closet and shut the door to the end. Well, now he has coats of many colors all through his closet. That's right. Um, so the reason we're talking. You know, one of the other stories that's in the March edition of O. Henry magazine is a great, fun story by Billy. Billy, class of what'd you say? 70, oh, 74. 1974. So Billy has in the magazine a great story about the first ever class of Page Pirates, which Jim, you were a part yeah. of, and I just was giggling reading it the first time. This is the life of a teenager. And I got I got sucked right into it. Um, you really, you picked up the the lingo really nicely. But Jim, I, I'm picturing you dancing at the um, the TV station. RC this Cola, the RC uh, dance party. Dance yeah, party. I never was on. I remember the show very well. <laughs> You didn't join in any sock hops? No, we used to have, our dances were held in the uh, open houses at the football There's game. no gymnasium. We're held in the gym. Well, no, we had a oh, gym. Oh, we had okay. a gym. Just not a field. Well, we didn't, no field. we wouldn't have a field. We had a gym. We didn't have an auditorium. When I, when I was there, when we wanted to have a formal assembly, we all walked to Caesar Cone School, which is on the, the eastern end of the campus. Wow. And we used their auditorium. And, uh, and the, the auditorium didn't come in until about there. Was it overturned there when you were there? Yes. It was? Yes. They came later, and, uh, and we didn't have a, the football. We played at Grimsley Stadium, Greensboro Senior High Stadium, until the 80s. 
and then they opened the Kirby. But when I was there, even they didn't have a football practice field. They bust the football team down to Latham Park. That's where they practiced for, for two seasons. In my senior year, they had what's now the football stadium. That was the practice field. Um, I think one of the my favorite parts, well, there are some pictures in the story, but also Billy goes into detail about what the dress code looked like. And yes. I don't know that we could be further away from that level of no. dress in no. schools. Yeah, women days. had to wear dresses and yeah. stockings. And, uh, but, but the men was more relaxed, yeah. a little more relaxed. Relaxed, the, the women's, they were in coats and ties. Well, yeah, I, for the most part, but yeah. you, you could opt out of Well, we didn't have to wear a coat and tie to class. Every day, yeah. no. But for the occasions, there were occasions you were, yeah. And what's odd, we had a smoking area. There was an area back here in the back where you go back and smoke. Yeah. Every school has a Cigars. smoking tree. That was still true when I was at Page. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, Grimsley, uh, I remember this very well. I think it was 1970, and this might have been a citywide change. They allowed blue jeans for the first time. Mm. Grimsley, when I got to Grimsley in 69, 70, uh, 68, 69. That's about so when my mom started you teaching. Yeah, uh, you couldn't wear blue jeans. No. And so my senior year, which was 1971, they broke down. And I wonder if that was the same page. I don't know. My mom remembers, like, you know, the mini skirts and stuff. Because yeah. that was about the first year she started teaching at Grimsley. So I think that's probably what well, they Well, it must have gotten a lot looser because you rise. had to be within certain uh, distance of the knee. Right. Yeah. Uh, just right above the knee. Yeah, they used to measure the girls' skirts. I kind of think we wore blue jeans at Page when I was there. You know, Page is owned land that was owned by Cone Mills. which yes. made a lot of dinner. So I, I just, I remember kids wearing blue jeans, I think. Huh. Sure. I didn't I see any pictures in the, in the yeah. annual about yeah, it. Maybe, it maybe they didn't. I'm not sure. But certainly after school. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody would change into their after school clothes yeah. when you got home. You made it sound like this was an American graffiti land, but everybody would jump in their cars and go to the soft the, Well, that was the, the, that was the period. Yeah. The, and their jalopies, and you know, and their broken down old You did dogs. mention the Bourne Castle, but that's pretty close to Grimsley country. Yeah, that's yeah. They weren't allowed on that side of the tracks. <laughs> well, on the weekends, you would, you would travel out there. Would there have been a rumble? Well, that, yeah, there was the, you know, you had the grape harbors, and so you just always kind of cruised around. Well, not in 1958, because there was no rivalry between uh, Greensboro <laughs> High School and Page, Your because they weren't even... No, they they weren't even in the same uh, yeah, we, league until I think 1961 yeah, we, or 62. We played them in basketball my junior year and got beat, but in my senior year we played them in basketball twice and beat them twice. But with football, it was the first football game was 60 that senior right. year, and they beat us pretty pretty handily. Although, yeah, uh, I think that on the was opening sad. play of the of the game, we had the ball and. Uh, a guy named Hank Martin, the late great Hank Martin, went around right in and ran all over. Nobody touched him. And we thought we were going to roll. And then they came back and just killed us. Okay. Yeah, Paige finished the season, the first season, two and eight. Two and eight. Wow. And then it became a thing to steal the Paige pirate ship. Oh, the pirate ship. Gosh, yeah. when I was in you high school. You would never have, right, Nancy? Yeah, Not yeah, here. Okay. <laughs> just they would steal it. They would bomb it. Just about every high school that Paige played those first couple of years are gone now. They're no longer in existence. They were um, consolidated into big schools. Like, we, we played Bessemer. And uh, huh. I remember we played Sumner one year, and I was working the chains. And Sumner still wore these uniforms with a stripe, double stripe down the back, oh and they didn't wear half face masks. Yeah. Their coach wow. did not believe in face masks. Oh he thought God. that was chicken. Or CK, CK Sauer. CK Sauer. His son is now, the grandson is now, I think, the new coach of Page. Oh my God. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Today, he's taking the face mask off, right? You see, <laughs> separate the men from the boys, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Who are you if you've not had at least three or four concussions, right? right? Exactly. I mean, you can't remember after three or four concussions. That's really true. Went down in the history books, I guess. So, Billy, you were there like in the swing in the 70s, but you, you talk a lot about an art teacher you had who was so yeah, Ms. Bell, yeah, she, she was great. And I didn't realize, she, she taught us so many different disciplines. It taught us how to use a rapidograph pen and how to use an exacto and how to paint and, and sculpt. And, and when I found myself in Hollywood uh, working as a movie poster artist the first day, I noticed, well, this is just like Miss Bell's art class. And everything that I wow. needed to know as an artist in that environment, I learned in, that she was the only training I had as an artist. Also, Carol Crutchfield taught a filmmaking class, and that's where I learned to edit video, and which I love to do today. And Ms. Um, Newman was a, a creative a writing teacher, taught Shakespeare, and, and, and helped me grow a love for writing. And so really everything I needed to know, you know about my professional career as an adult I learned at Page High School. It's funny because when we did the story on John Bierman, the mm-hmm. painter, mm-hmm. Um, he was at Page for like just a few weeks in his freshman year, and he was taking, I think it was a commercial art class, and he talked about one of the assignments was to you know, clip stuff out of magazines, <laughs> and in one of those magazines he saw an advertisement for a country boarding school in Vermont or somewhere, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. and. That's where he wanted to go, and he did, and that launched his career as an artist. So, you know, wow. a little more indirect than Paige got a lot of distinguished alumni. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the, the funny thing, I, I mentioned Ms. Newman, the creative writing teacher. She was voted uh, favorite teacher two years before she moved to Page, which I thought was kind of unusual. But that year, the first year I went, 1971, was the first year that Greensboro got serious about uh, integrating the schools. Mm-hmm. Now, right. 1956, Brown versus Board of Education said you needed to integrate the schools. And Greensboro said, we're going to do it. We're going to be the first. We were one of the first cities to do it, but we had a really insidious plan. You could fill out the application, but if you, there wasn't a dot on every I and a cross on every T, they balled it up and threw it out and said, try again next year. Wow. So the first year, 57, 58, Josephine Boyd went to Grimsley High School. We don't have to get into that, but that was kind of an ugly situation. And maybe three other kids. And then the next year, maybe three or four other black kids were allowed into the white school. So finally, in 68, 69, the government came down and the courts came down and said, look, this is a scam. We know it's a scam. You need to get serious about it. In 1971, uh, when I attended Page, that was the first year. It was the first year they didn't have riots at Page High School in at least two years because I remember being at Mendenhall, being on lockdown because there were riots going on at Page. I don't know what the riots were about, but I, I was like, I can't wait to get to Page and see the real riot. You know? but, that, but that's when it stopped because Clinton and uh, the principal, before that, the summer before that year, Get, gathered together all the administrators and teachers, people from the community, ministers, and, and had seminars, and they said, let's make this work. Let's really make this work. Now, it, was, it didn't go so well at Grimsley. It went kind of poorly over at Grimsley, from what I understand. But at Page, things, things ran very, very smoothly because Clendenin was determined to make it work. Well, I was in the class of 71 at Grimsley, and it, 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 it did work marginally well, but what I don't remember is many African-American kids coming in that year. Hmm. We were told that that there was going to be a big influx. And I understand the next year there was a really strong. Well, it took a few years to, yeah. to yeah. sort of. They, they weren't welcome. Um, black students weren't invited to join sports clubs and things right. like that, right? It was more. It was of a one black kid on the '68 team, uh, Grimsley team. The football team. On the football I team. I think that was the uh, son of the custodian of Grimsley, hmm. Bob Bob Jabez. 
took him on as a football player. Mm -hmm. Page, I think, had their first black student in 64. They had very few. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any when I was there, of course. But they, uh, but they started coming in 64, I believe. And, and then in 71, they had a lot more. Yeah, they got really serious about it. And then kept redrawing the lines yeah. Yeah. to try to keep it 60-40, 60 white, 40 black. Because that, that was the, the overall consensus, or, or census. How uh, big the is the school today? Uh, 2,000 students, I think. Yeah, I think like it's today. the largest, and it will continue to be the largest. What I find what's ironic, well, it makes me feel very old. It's been 62 years since I went to, page, to the, enter that page class. Wow. And now the proposal is to tear the school down and build a new one. What? You know, this $1.5 billion proposal. Right. We'll call for the rebuilding of, of a new page where Cesar Cone School is. That will be the main building. And all the buildings that we go to now at Page will be torn down and turned into athletic fields. Uh, so that's that's amazing. And, and, I agree, and I'm not sad about it because one thing about Page that I didn't like was the architecture. Yeah. They built that school on the cheap. Yeah. And it's, it's not impressive like Grimsley. Right now, yeah. the Greensboro Preservation Society has, they released their list of tours upcoming for the spring and summer and there's one for Grinsley High School there's not one for Page <laughs> and uh, Grinsley's got a beautiful campus they don't it make is. schools like that anymore they're just going to wait until they can do the Page yeah. High Ghost Tour later yeah. <laughs> That's right. but you do have aesthetically that beautiful embankment that Alma Penix plans yeah. 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 So, Jim I guess you know a little bit about Jim Dodson you know a little bit about being a plantsman yourself mm -hmm. um, oh we see her out there every day yeah, yeah. yeah. Alma so Penix she was, was, it just, was, she was just a volunteer mm -hmm. yeah. yeah she was just a she was her just granddaughter a, I think went to Page or something and and they, they were, had built, you know, Susan, uh, Cone, uh, uh, Cone Boulevard, or what is it called? See? Yeah, yeah, Cone, Cone, yeah. yeah. That was being built when I was a page. Uh, and, and then when it got built, that back entrance, when, that wasn't there yet, but when it was there, they just sort of built it and didn't landscape it. And so uh, Alma Pennick solved that problem. She was, a, I didn't know her. But she was a wonderful lady. It was a little park across from the Hardys on Westover Terrace. Mm -hmm. yes. That's Alba Phoenix that Park. Well. That's, and that needs a new sign because you can't see the sign. But she was, she was sort of the female Bill Craft. Yeah, I was just going to yep. say that yeah. that tradition runs yeah. strongly through Greensboro. Yeah. Yeah. Greensboro are beautiful people. There's a bunch yeah. of them in there yeah. that, that go back 20 or 30 years and they've, they've just been mad gardeners, which is one of the reasons I think Greensboro is such an admired and surprising city when people come here. Yeah. They see oh, yeah. they see gardens and they see it's parks actually, everywhere. Well, my, my mother's yeah, mentor, uh, Jane Mitchell at UNCG, um, in the education department, said that whenever they, the university was recruiting uh, faculty, they would always make sure to invite them in the springtime when you know, the azaleas yeah. and the dogwoods were at their height. And, uh, so that was, that was sort of a good uh, trick to entice people to come. Just yeah, to one of the things that's a concern, and we are talking about doing this in Henry sometime this year is about this um, well when this the, the hurricane came through yeah. two Septembers ago um, at least in old Starmount where I live a bunch of trees came down and people started cutting their trees down mm -hmm. and you had all these crews come up from Thomasville and Lexington and High Point they were just knocking on doors saying to people you know that big old tree is going to fall in your house and, and there were some houses. I know of two houses around us that suffered serious damage. Nobody was killed. Uh, but because these were fairly newcomers to the to Greensboro, they they like, well, I, we should cut these trees down. And it's really a shame. I mean, the percentage. This is one of Greensboro's 
really beautiful aspects of these these white oaks, especially, which basically have about a 90-year you know lease on them, and and they're beautiful trees, and they uh, you know so there's a movement in my part of Starmount, a, a gentleman who wants to try to have a, a planting day and convince everybody to start replacing these trees. So I think we're going to explore that in the future. And, and, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, get, let's get dirty. I got dirty. <laughs> um, speaking of getting dirty, I, I am a neutral party in this. I am Switzerland in the, the high school competition here we've got going on at the table. Um, there is no so, competition. So who, who's better? And, and we're, we're, we're going to boil it down to who has more famous graduates? Because I read Billy's story. I, I know some of the people who graduated from Page. John Eisner. I mean, he's yeah, probably the most, most famous. famous yeah. uh -huh. Ken Jeong, the actor. And, and then there's there... another actor, too, that's out in Hollywood for Page. Out there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's two of them. The one you named and one other person oh. said Will. And right now, they've done yeah. their Jim Dodson. Well, we do. Yeah. Jim Dodson. Rick Dees. Rick Dees. Rick Dees. Oh. Yeah. Disco yeah. Duck. I knew I interviewed him once. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Rick just had a white meeting. Well, Page has had at least a half a dozen. Uh, football players yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, I was blown away when I got to that part of yeah. the story. Yeah, here was Jeffries and uh, uh, Danny Manning of the NBA. Mm -hmm. uh, Lee Ronson. Yeah. yeah. Lamont Burns. There were a lot of them. And we had a better magical group. Oh, I love a good guy. You had a magical group. We didn't have one. That's right. You were hard, it wasn't hard to beat. I no. think you still do. I think they come sing at my church. I yes. was in the first magical group at Grimsley. Oh, wow. Uh, Can we make you sing now? It's, no, but you, what, what, what is really embarrassing is that you, we, we had period-correct costumes, and so my mother knew some woman in her her, her, her women's circle, her, her church circle at First Lutheran, who was nearsighted and 100 years old and would make costumes, and she had me make this what she was supposed to be to look like a, sort of one of the three musketeers. You know, I had found what I wanted. And a puppy and shirt. Stuff. A puppy it, shirt. It was a real puppy <laughs> shirt, yeah. And the worst part of it was I kind of looked like the, um, you know, the, the rhinestone cowboy in working in Vegas corner by the time this thing came out. There's a picture in the 1971 Murley gig. Uh, Somebody of, find of, me a copy of, of that. No, 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 I know. I, I shouldn't even mention this. But there I stand. Looking like a you know the gay caballero and, and, and uh, with my with my uh, you know velvet cape and uh, it was it was a Vegas work in the Vegas trip. You know? So if anyone wonders what's going to be on the cover of the April edition of Magazine, <laughs> I personally will be scoring that picture. Yeah, that April one, that, that one, I'm going to have burn my yearbook right now. <laughs> but it was fun and, and that was we actually did perform a page a lot because I, we were the first magical group I think in. Carolina, maybe, oh. and Miss Meredith was a legend. She was the music teacher at Grimson, and, she, and so we had, there were a bunch of us. It was really fun, and um, I'll tell you one thing Paige did have that Grimsley didn't really do, because some of us were in choir and stuff, uh, we would, they did big musical, ambitious musicals at yeah, Paige that Grimsley wouldn't do. Yeah. I remember a bunch of us were in King and I and, and Music Man. Uh, and it was fun. I mean, and that's where I kind of got. Grimsley had a lot more concert stuff, it seems, exactly. because it's of Herb Hazelman yeah. and then right. Bob Brooker right. was yeah. the jazz ensemble. Big orchestras so. and stuff. Pages, well, Pages, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. The band, the Page band, has never been that impressive. Although, for a while, back in the 60s, they had Milton Bliss as the director. He wrote the album on And he, he later became the, the band director at NC State. But, uh, but Grimsley's got probably a better. 
music tradition. I, I, that may happen. Yeah, that's, that's Hazelman. Well, in 72, 73, 74, um, uh, Holder, and Holder, now, Holder used to have a dance troupe, uh, um, Frank Holder dancer. Yeah. And they put on uh, huge productions of Hello Dolly, Little Abner, and MASH, and wow. MASH. one other. Wow. And uh, they were very elaborate uh, productions and, and really popular. We went on uh, in uh, Hello Dolly to put on the performance of the War Memorial Coliseum and then uh, other places as well because it was so well received. Mm. And, and so a, a lot of professionals came to uh, work on the plays, and so the costume people from UNCG came over to, mm -hmm. to Page to do the costumes, and Frank Holder was a, a, a known far and wide as one of the great choreographers, and it was a lot of fun. And not to be mentioned, or forgotten, must be mentioned, is the annual Page Grimsley Golf Tournament. Oh, oh yes. Battle. I don't know what the no score, would you know the score, Jim, Jim and I are both? I, I think Grimsley has a slight edge. Uh, yeah. In that. I've only played it a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, it'll have to admit that if you look at the history of golf in Greensboro, uh, Grinsley's had more PGA Tour players, the Inman Brothers. Right. And we, we've had one, Lee Porter. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Grinsley had a great golf tradition for many years. They don't nail. That was that that uh, it's every it's I think it's held every September. Yeah, right. It's, it's on the Friday of the Page Grips. Yeah, football it's game. great too. It's really fun and yeah. it fills right up. Yeah, I have nine parts. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It so, is. Jim, you know, we talked about Which Jim? Billy the Jim Schlosser. <laughs> Thank God. About, I'm only talking to one of you okay. for this whole thing. Everybody we know his name, Jim or Dave. Anyway. Jim, Dave, Mike, <laughs> just a thing. Um, who were you in high school? You know, we talked about Billy taking art classes and writing and things like that. Well, Who were you? Uh, you knew about the smoking area. Yeah, but. well, I didn't smoke then. <laughs> I started smoking in college. But, uh, no, I I was did not distinguish myself as a student at Page. I made, mean, I really had about a C average. Uh, but I did play on the first Page golf team and played all three years. And uh, I guess I remembered, if anybody remembers me, it's because I played golf. Page was one of the first high schools in North Carolina to be accredited the very first year. They had a wonderful faculty. Their faculty, uh, the first faculty, they drained Central Junior High School, which was on uh, Spring oh, yeah. Street. Mm -hmm. Now Weaver Education Center is at that site now. But uh, the principal brought all of his, Luther Medlin was first principal, mm -hmm. and he brought his just about entire faculty from Central Junior High over wow. to Page. Uh, they were they were really good. Odell Smith and uh, uh, Miss Hunt Singer, I believe. She might have been a good. Job. Some of them came from Grimsley, but uh, we had a great faculty. Very, it was a tough school to start with. I was going to say, I think you know, clearly you know, to be a little serious here is that you know both Grimsley and Page certainly you know prepared people for yeah. you know life. I mean, yeah. obviously it's a direct line to you, Billy, with all your it's work absolutely in, true. You know, arts and theater and. You know. Absolutely true. Yeah, our student body president was Rusty Taylor, and he later became, at the same well, his senior year, became president of the whole student body association in America. Oh, wow. He ended up at Harvard. So we, we, we had some Madeline Berry, who was now Madeline Berry Nash, she became a writer for Time magazine and wrote about 27 cover stories at the time, including the one that's remembered, not man of the year, but woman of the year. She did Women of the Year. She, you know, there was just women. So uh, she's out in California now. She's retired. 
Well, I think we, you know, Greensboro has historically had just a really broad middle class base. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, parents yeah. like made sure their kids you know, went to school and <laughs> did their homework, and they were actively engaged. And so I think uh, maybe that's why those schools. And that first year at Page, uh, it pretty much opened up uh, with everything in place. Yeah. You had a women's yeah. basketball yeah. team. Yes. You had women's high lie. You had all kinds of uh, different teams and, and different intramural and extra curricular activities to do that were all, all in place from day one. Well, here's to Paige. Here's to Paige. I, I was, to beer. Is it wrong of me to have hoped that this was going to end up coming over to coming to blows? No, we're very civilized yeah. now. You know, we, uh, but I have read that Paige will be the largest school in Greensboro High School. That that, that, that's their demographics. Huge just, zone. Yeah, so that I think that has something to do with it. Yeah, there were about 1,200 students when yeah. I was there. Yeah, there was only 800, yeah, 800. When, I, when I graduated. There were, I think, 180 in our senior class. Mm-hmm. We, so we started with, with just a sophomore class. There were some juniors and seniors, but they were volunteer transfers from other schools. There were very few of them. Nobody wanted to come to Page, and and, uh, and there are people in my class that still regret not being able to have gone to Crimson or Senior High. Really? Yeah, they they just you know they, their parents went there. My parents went there. Everybody looked forward to growing up and going to Senior High, that beautiful school on Westover Terrace. And, it was uh, not so beautiful when you're sitting there on. May afternoon, and it was about 105 <laughs> degrees in the room, with the giant windows oh, open, my, my and you got caught that. with your ACC transistor radio plug in your ear, you know. That's, and those days are about to come back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure that's back exactly how I'm going to get through work for the next few weeks. Well, I was on the I was on the art magazine. This has not be very brief. This story. It is kind of funny. So, my junior year, I win to this great shock of all my fellow athletic buddies. I win the O'Henry Award, which the city gave out for the best short story. Wow. And they were stunned. And um, I was in Bull Smith's class, who knew Bull Smith, English, Miss Elizabeth Smith. She was, she'd been there since she had my dad. Anyway, long story short. A little before my time. So I, I, next year I take creative writing, and then this new, hip, young, groovy teacher comes in, and she, and like Ian Berkelheimer's in the class, and his hair's down to his butt. And she's like once expressive writing, and blah, blah, blah. And so I, I, I was, they kept, kept trying to get me to write for the newspaper, but I said, no, I'm going to do creative writing this year. And so I kept, I wasn't, I, I kept writing very standard stories, newspaper kind of narratives. And she kept giving me C minuses and D's and stuff. She loved Ian because he would write poems that would say like, the purple glass fell from the sky and my soul died on the sidewalk. <laughs> you know, and she's, oh my God, that's genius. And she's all these people getting A's. I turn in for my project, the, my Henry short story. Like, oh, yeah. I get a C minus. <laughs> this is a true story. Jump ahead 12 years. I'm the senior writer of the biggest news magazine in the South. I get a phone call from this same teacher. She's teaching at the Westminster School. And she says, she says, I need to buy you lunch. And I said, that's all right. And so I mean, she apologizes. She said, you know, I was a rookie teacher, and I just didn't get, you know, what real storytelling's about. And, you know, and I said, where's Ian Bergweimer today? <laughs> Every single bit of this, you're talking about this poor man and disparaging him. <laughs> I thought you were taping me. Oh, I'm taping, but for the fun of it. Oh, it is. That's like oh, National Enquirer material. That really is. is. I've been Franklin Gamble for history, and I loved history. And she was, she looked like Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> and she said uh, she was so offended by the um, 
uh, indecency of Egyptians, she, would, she skipped all the Egyptian oh history. And they weren't Christian. Well, they walked <laughs> sideways, you know, they're only in profile. <laughs> they're half clothed. Oh, so yeah, the, I, I, history was my worst class. Yeah. D's in history, straight D's. It's just terrible. And, and now all I care about is history. It's all yeah. I write about. It's all I write about. Both huh? of you write about Does it. Does anybody miss their high school days? I, I, I couldn't don't. wait to get out of here. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I was not a good student. I did. I, I, really I just. Time in school. I did too. So you're the you're the you're the, yeah, you're the bumper one. Did you have a good time? I hated school. It was uh, Grimsley was so big and very yeah. cliquish yeah. at the time. Was, I yeah. shouldn't disparage it, but um, I, I was ready to to move on. I had the greatest French teacher ever. Mm. I think maybe that's why I, I had to keep my nose Madame clean. Madame Oh, right. That, that, that was her mother. That's plenty of you. That was her mother. This is why we're sucking up. Man, oh, no, Madame Oakley was my English teacher. My French teacher. Well, I barely spoke English. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a little French. I would have paid more attention in Spanish class if they told me that in Los Angeles half the population is going to speak Spanish. I, I thought, I'm never going to Spain. Why do I need to know this? You know, my favorite, this is not related to Pedro Grimsley, but just high school generally in, in the film Peggy Sue Got Married. You know, it's when uh, I think Kathleen Turner is sort of like flashes back and she, she has to relive her high school yeah. experience. And there's this one scene where she stands up in the middle of her math class and informs the teacher, she says, I happen to know I will never use algebra. Yeah. <laughs> That's me, you know. Like, I, I swore what, off algebra. Pastor, somebody, I graduated from senior high grade from York right about. He speaks about 24. He's still alive, very far. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he's still I did alive a, in New York. I did a story on him in New York when he was the radio king yeah, uh, for the Atlanta Constitution. Somebody ought to get a hold of him before he dies. You know what he, he did? Says, he decided to have a put the first barbecue place in Times Square. And so I went out and wrote a story about him. Magazine, and, and, uh, I, I could probably find that story. Yeah, he, he grew up uh, Fisher Park. I yeah, interesting, interesting guy. Yeah. Well, uh, Sean is like, is is Drop Dead Gorgeous a high school movie? I guess. It, yeah, no, it's a high school. Did you ever see it? You haven't seen that. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, you need to. Oh my God, it's Classic. the funniest movie ever. It's it's written like a, a Coen Brothers. It's a black it's comedy. Very, yeah. Oh. It's straight, but... Kirstie Alley. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Uh, um, Jenny. Allison Jenny. It's almost starting to sound like Heather's. Or... Well, yeah. it's, about a, it's about a beauty pageant, the Miss Mount Rose. Welcome to Mount Rose, home of 300 Lutherans. I said it says it. <laughs> and, then, and one airport. Oh, Joe. Exactly. <laughs> so it's about the, the annual Miss Rose pageant, and, and Kirstie, Dunst, uh, Kirstie Alley is this pushy... This mom who runs it and her daughter's this beautiful girl and so they, she starts to kill all the other contestants they, they set off to, and, 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 and it's hilarious it's I can't believe people that movie is the I funniest know. movie the one who eventually thwarts her is the <laughs> tap dancing um, <laughs> that's right. the, she right. does makeup on right. corpses right right that's right Kirsten oh does. it is so funny no I think one of the funniest high school movies ever made was Election you know oh, young Reese right. Witherspoon yeah, is the cutthroat you know candidate for student body uh, oh, that's I think a, it's on Netflix Maybe it's the it. guys who directed Sideways what are their names uh, Alexander uh, I'm sure Billy was. Anyway. I'm glad Helen forgot about it. Election, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. None of us really had any of those experiences. I actually worked on the poster for Peggy Sue Got Married. Did you? Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. That was a really good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. It's good. Well, we'll finish by singing the page. Oh, let's do it. I don't know. I don't know. 
Let's make up. Really? Okay. Have a nice We're going to kick them to the so, you better make sure you pass they, the class. And Paige did for many, many years, except until this year. Paige dominated yeah, the football For a good period of time. Until this year. Now, can you sing the Python? No, I used to. Uh, oh. Billy can. No. No? No. Patty? What? <laughs> I can hear it. Yeah, that's some school words. spirit. Smells yeah, like teen I spirit to I me. I wasn't one of those kind of people. <laughs> Although I used to get out with the cheerleaders sometimes on the on the football yeah. field. That <laughs> right. sounds right. Jump around. We actually continued playing playing Dixie as a fight song until way mm. way past his time. Nice. Wow. Wow. Mm. And and this is why you know we need we needed school integration. Yeah, we're renaming earlier. streets even as we. Uh, yeah. Uh, well. Reliving Our Glory Days was wonderful, and uh, listening to you, Page Pirates, and Grimsley, Purple, Whirly Gigs was enlightening. Whirlwinds. Whirlwinds, I'm sorry. Whirlies, to you. Whirlies. Whirlies. We shortened it because... Switzerland doesn't know any of this stuff. <laughs> but I want to thank you guys so much for coming in and talking to us, especially Jim and Billy. And, uh, Whatever that bird is out there. Robin. And that bird that's watching us suddenly. Robin. It's, it's a voyeuristic robin. Oh. But Jim and I have to go um, day drink. So thanks for coming, guys. We'll talk mm -hmm. to you later. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Okay. Well, as always, Jim and I have found our way into a, a local brewery. and For our favorite segment. The Nightcap. The Nightcap. And we're so excited to be at Gibbs 100 Brewing today with Mark. Um, Mark, say hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. He's not had one beer. He's not even had one beer. We're, yeah, yeah. we're chugging a little faster than he is. Um, Mark, we were just saying this is, you're coming up on two years in your State Street location. Um, how's it going over here? Are you liking it? Yeah, we, we like everything that's happening in the neighborhood, the renovation that's going on in the neighborhood, and new yeah. businesses coming in, and uh, uh, we had a big State Street Festival last year that we got um, probably a good 4,000 people to come out for, so yeah. we're doing that again this year. When is that? Um, it was the second Saturday in September, but I think that is the NC Folk Festival this year, so well, I think we're going to move it to a, a weekend before Okay. I mean, it, it's a rival to the NC Folk Festival as far as I'm concerned. You guys have live music, there are vendors, there's food trucks everywhere. I'm sure there's specials all up and down the street, so it's a really fun event for the whole family. Yeah, just reinstitute the Star Triple X Theater that used to be down the street. <laughs> Jim will be here How every day. How many people day. remember that, I wonder? Billy, what, did you hear Billy? You were, yeah, 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 yeah. That educated a whole generation. <laughs> Mark, are you from Greensboro? I have to listen nope. to these old Greensboro stories all the time, but I'm not from here either. No, I've uh, been in Greensboro about 12 years now. Where are you from? I'm originally from the Midwest. Grew up and uh, moved around a little bit. Moved in uh, Ohio, Kansas, and uh, Chicago. Wow, early parole system or something? <laughs> like that. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are all how, great how, beer capitals. How did you get into beer? Yeah. Um, I was a home brewer for 20 years, wow. um, but I got into the commercial side of things because um, I had a career in manufacturing. So I was working for a company that was making equipment for brewers, the tanks and brew houses and all that. Mm. And then just naturally, that just says I've got to start selling this stuff. Working with all kinds of startup breweries yeah. and. and, and 
helping them design what type of system they needed, uh, and you know, they'd, they'd be showing me their business plan right. uh, so you to, to help design. determine you know, what kind of system right. they needed, and I'd be looking at their plans saying, you know, this, this is not right, this is not how you do it, so. so I can yeah. do this better. Yeah. Oh, I'll just do I mean, it myself. How are we in the, you know, the, has, the, has the apogee been reached of artisan brewing, or, you know, it seems to suddenly... I mean, I think it probably has. I, I, uh, I mean, people have been saying for a very long time that there's a, that there's a bubble and there's, and there's so many breweries. Right. They were saying that when I started. Right. You know, I mean, I started kind of doing my research and putting my business plan together seven years ago, and people were saying, oh, you know, there's 3,000 breweries in this country. Is it too many breweries? And I said... No, no, no. There's there's seven thousand wineries in, right. in this country, and nobody's saying there's too many wineries. Right. Well, you know, here we are six years later, and 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 there's now still seven thousand wineries, and there's now ten thousand breweries. So I, I think we have reached that point of, of, of saturation where, where there's there's enough breweries, and you know, unfortunately, we've just had a couple of them close in Guilford right. County here, just in the last couple of weeks. Well, but beers. Uh, it's a great product. I know it is. I mean, uh, Germans call it the bread of life for a yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one that hangs out at Gibbs periodically for a pint. Although Mark just taught us something that I don't think I've ever noticed. We should be embarrassed. We are very embarrassed <laughs> for really never embarrassed noticing this. Never, never so, Mark, tell the world for uh, what. Reveal our shame. Yes. What do you name your beers after? We name them after O'Henry stories. All right, so, <laughs> so we've all been fired. <laughs> what, which of our embarrassments slash delicious beers are you drinking there, Jim? Uh, it's a milk stout. You just wanted to use your French. Uh, mat- <laughs> right. oh, yes, and I too am drinking Cherche la Femme. Oh, I think you won that. Well, I am drinking as the loudest person at the table, Voice of the City. Don't do that. Mark, one of the cool things about this location is you've got a lot. First of all, we can park here, which is a huge Not upgrade. to be underestimated. Not to be. Absolutely not. I'm not walking far. It's rainy and gross today. I am not walking far to my Uber either after this. But um, you've got a lot of space for those kinds of events, like the, the State Street Festival. But I know you guys do a ton of events. I feel like every five minutes you've got another event going up on Facebook. I know you do that. The arm wrestling competition, and you've got you've just instituted bounce house Fridays, which I got to tell you, I saw the age limit on, and I was hugely depressed. Not what, only what's bounce house Friday, uh, we just put a bounce house in the back. But oh, oh, so you can go it's, 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 it's for, well, you can't. Uh, it's, for it's, for age, it's for age oh, seven. I was, I was picturing like three hundred pound guys out there full of beer. But we can put you in a padded cell if you'd like, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Could be really fun after five or six beers. Um, you do a lot of watch parties too. You've got the um, wrestling watch party coming up on the 14th, right? That, that's not a watch party. We're, we're having live wrestling there. I'm sorry, what? Live wrestling. Jim, there's, there, there is now a, get in the bounce house. There you go. Right. There, there, there's a group in town that um, that's actually a training school for for wrestlers who really? guys who want to learn how to wrestle oh like the, like the WWE yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Um, and they've got a they've got a very small facility, and they do some shows in their facility sometimes. But sometimes they like to take it out on the road somewhere where there's a little more space, and they can get a larger audience. So they set up their ring in the back here and go to town. Who's that, your money on? Hmm? Like, who's your favorite? 
Have you met any of the wrestlers yet? Uh, well, it changes up every time. This is this is the this will be the third time we've done it. So I. I, I oh, know, that sounds uh, like a lot of fun. Oh, I'm not even sure. Who's who's on the here. who's on the bill this time? They have great names. What would your wrestling name be, Jim? Uh, probably Sleepy Jims. <laughs> Two or three beers, I'd just sit down in the corner of the ring. Yeah, mine would be Pandora. <laughs> Pandora. Oh, Pandora. Pandora. Yes, it would. I, <laughs> um, it looks like Firestar Wrestling is coming for Irish whips, so I guess we're going to we're gonna hear a lot of leprechaun puns. Bad jokes about the Irish. Bad jokes? Bad accents, probably. Yeah, this, this year it's on the, the 14th, but uh, last year it actually was on St. Patrick's Day. So, I think it's get, so we would have kind of an Irish theme. Yeah. Wow. So you'll have a, a, you'll have a good crowd that night. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, we might have to show up. Yeah, we might cor- Just like er, every, Yeah, the coronavirus is uh, <laughs> spreading. She's punning again. She is punning. Kiss me, I'm Irish, but only if you're wearing an N95 mask, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm elbow bobbing. I, I understand the beer is a is, is a disinfectant. Yes, that's right. It gets yeah. Coronavirus. Mark is really the expert here about beer. So, Mark, what what's your beer philosophy? What do you? Um, so we, I mean, we uh, tend to focus on doing true to style mm-hmm. uh, beers. You know, sometimes we do some crazy funky stuff, but but most of what we do is true to style. Um, you know, there there are certain traditional styles of beer that have been defined, many of which have been around for hundreds of years. Um, and, you know, I guess the way that we look at it, it's, I mean, it's, very, it's very much like, you know, recipes in a restaurant. You've been to many different restaurants, you've had many different spaghettis. Every, every restaurant's got a different, different interpretation, you're gonna get a different spaghetti, but it's, gonna, it's got certain common things that make it spaghetti. You know, if it doesn't have the spaghetti noodles, it's not spaghetti. So. In the same way, there are certain defined beer styles and there's certain hallmarks that it has to have to fall into that style, but there's still a lot of room for creativity within that. So but that's what we like to do is, is uh, make true-to-style beers that, that with our own spinning. And, and you, won, uh, you won awards for them. I know that Guilty Party was a big award winner, wasn't it? Yes, that one got a uh, gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival in Denver, which is kind of yeah, the that's, Super that's Bowl of, yeah. of beer festivals. Yeah. Uh, and then our wheat beer got a silver medal. Fantastic. So I'm drinking Voice of the City is a steam beer, and that's not one I've ever heard of before. Not that I'm always hanging out in bars, frequently hanging out in bars. What just just every other day? Um, What's a steam beer? Uh, The most famous example, if you've ever heard of the Anchor Steam Beer from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, But that style originated during the Gold Rush, and there's there's different types of. Uh, beer yeast, there's the ale yeast and, and the lager yeast. And, and uh, typically the lager yeast, it gives you a, a, a cleaner, crisper fermentation, but you're supposed to ferment it at, at low temperatures, you know, 45 or 50 degrees over a long period of time. Uh, well, they didn't have the refrigeration to be able to do that. Um, so uh, this, this is kind of a hybrid beer style. They used the lager yeast, but fermented it at warmer temperatures. So it, 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 it gives you a, um, a, a little bit more of the kind of the, the, the fruity esters that you normally get from ale. Yeah. Um, so it's not quite as clean and crisp as, as a normal lager, but, it, but it's, you know, it's a little cleaner and crisper than a, a normal ale, but, but also more full-bodied than, than, uh, than a regular lager. So in some ways it gives you the best of both worlds. It is fantastic. It is good. And, and we, uh, for 
members are glad that we could do this for them. Thank you yeah. for hosting us and letting well, us. Well, we can't let them go without oh, asking. We do a have very a tradition that's at least two months old uh, <laughs> of um, asking our brewmasters, our, our distillers, for bar, a bit of bartender wisdom when people come to your bar, life has worn them down. What can you offer them? You know, the Jim Dodsons of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially after several beers. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know how wise I am, but, uh, you know, I like to leave people with a little bit of humor so, you know, they can maybe maybe walk out with uh, with a smile on their face. So, uh, so I'll attempt a joke. Okay. And since it's election day, we'll, we'll do an election. We'll Good. do an election theme one. So, so a politician uh, visits a town prior to the election and says... I'm your guy, you want to vote for me, I'm the guy who's going to solve your problems. Give, give me some examples of some problems you have in this town. And the mayor says, well, I, we've got a couple of main problems in this town. Number one, we've got a medical clinic, but we've got no doctor to staff it. The politician says, I can solve that problem right now. And he pulls out his cell phone and he dials a number and he has a conversation. And then he says, problem solved. I've located a doctor. He's going to come here and staff your clinic on the day after the election. Now, what's your other problem? The mayor says, well, we've got no cell phone coverage in this town. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, on that timely <laughs> note, we toast to Mark, we yes. toast to Gibbs. Everybody come out and do the same. There's two elections everywhere. God bless us, everyone. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>